0: Welcome to The Lancet Podcast. I'm Rebecca Cooney, North American Executive Editor. Today is a bit of a different podcast because the guests it features are actually not really guests at all, but colleagues. And you'll hear some backstage perspectives on editors and the editorial process. The Lancet family of journals, and that includes the weekly flagship Lancet, as well as all of our specialty journals, and then Cell Press, which includes Cell Reports, Neuron, Trends, and many others, share a common publisher, Elsevier. Cell Press is headquartered in Cambridge, Massachusetts, in the US, but it also has editors in London, which happens to be the main office of the Lancet, which also has two other offices, one in Beijing and one in New York, where I'm based. Recently, we've had some new arrangements among the journals that have given editors the opportunity 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 to take on what are known as secondments, where for a set period of time, they assume an editorial role at a different journal. It's kind of like an exchange program. For some of you listening, you may be interested in learning more about what professional editors do and how that differs depending on the journal. So in collaboration with our friends at Cell Press, we decided to showcase two editors who've done these secondments and to have them tell us about their experiences. Katerina Sacristan was the editor-in-chief of Trends in Molecular Medicine, who did six months as the acting editor-in-chief of the Lancet Hematology. And during that same time, Helen Brooks, who's been a senior assistant editor for the Lancet journals, did her secondment at Trends in Molecular Medicine. See how that works? So up now, you'll hear a bit from both editors on the highlights of their experience. You can also read more in two blog posts, helens at crosstalk.cellpress.com and one by Katerina at the United States of Health blog at usa.thelancet.com. I'm at the Cambridge office of Cell Press, speaking with Katerina Sacristan. So this is a relatively new thing for Cell Press and the Lancet Journal. So the opportunity to kind of move fluidly between positions and to give editors the opportunity to have these multiple journal experiences. How did you hear about this option and what was appealing about it to you?
1: Because the Lancet and Cell Press are merging into a same umbrella of management opportunity came up to see if an editor would like to do some cross work at the Lancet and at the same time whether editors from the Lancet group would like to do a secondment with cell press journals.
0: Now to me it would seem that that is a huge amount of work to take on in addition to your usual role but maybe you can tell us more about the actual arrangement and how you approached it.
1: Well as as part of the secondment you are dedicated to just one journal. So in that regard, it's fine. It's the same amount of work. With regards to preparing and training for the secondment at the same time as training the editor who came in, which is Helen Brooks for a transient molecular medicine position, that is um, an additional workload as far as trying to do the logistics, the training, so time-wise, that was, that was difficult. It might have yeah. not come as easily as just doing the job on a, you know, it's just like f- hopping onto the plane while the plane is flying, and you might be slower than if you were already flying the plane for a long time. So...
0: I wanted to talk a bit, too, about the skill sets you use, because running a reviews journal obviously draws on certain types of editorial capabilities, but switching to handling content at a journal where, in addition to the primary research, you also have reviews and seminars and shorter pieces like correspondence. Do you feel like you use different skill sets, or were you drawing on earlier skills that maybe you learned along the way?
1: I think that the answer to that is both. Because before coming to Cell Press, I was scientific editor at the Journal of Experimental Medicine. I had been dealing with primary research papers, and also I have done at Cell Press some cross work with immunity as a consulting editor. I think that's one of the reasons why it was suggested that perhaps I could do this secondment at The Lancet. As far as skill sets for that, I used a lot of my knowledge of primary research journals for The Lancet. but. To be honest, a lot of the workflows are similar from also a review's journal, Mm -hmm. as far as to give you specific examples, getting reviewers, chasing authors, chasing reviewers, that's all really the same. It's more sort of how you spend your time on the manuscripts is sort of different, and also that also varies from journal to journal. On
0: that point, what I always find so fascinating is to hear how another editor reads a paper. So, for example, I usually read papers backwards or sort of bottom up where I'll look at the abstract quickly. But the very first thing I do is go find the figures and then I jump to the methods and then I read the discussion section and I probably read the introduction last And it's very funny because it's not the way that a paper is written, nor is it the way that most journals publish papers, the format. So coming from a review journal, that might be a more linear process. Did you find that this changed how you looked at manuscripts?
1: So generally speaking, I think my approach for both primary research and reviews is similar. And I also start with the abstract, go to the discussion, look at the figures, and Although perhaps in the reviews I tend to, you know, go through more linearly, I would say, a little bit. But but I do jump to the discussion and the conclusions Mm -hmm. first, you know, or the highlights. What are the key take-home messages? And you would do that the same for a a primary researcher.
0: One thing that our listeners might be less familiar with is kind of the back end and how we evaluate a manuscript as a group. People are often surprised at how many eyeballs are actually on a paper and how we discuss it. It's really this huge editorial endeavor where you have 20 people in a room talking about a manuscript. The handling editor presents what the overall gist of the paper is and what the reviews are and then it gets adjudicated amongst us. I usually joke that I'm surprised anything gets published when you put it in front of that many people and that someone's going to find a flaw or that, that you're going to find someone who's less than happy with the outcome. But what was your impression of that process, it kind of jumping into the lion's den of the Lancet?
1: I think that the more perspectives you have on a manuscript and from different areas, from different disciplines, is adds value to whether everybody gets the big picture of an article that's going to be published or not that needs to be moving forward. Sure, the handling editor has the ins and outs of that manuscript, but I thought that that was was really spectacular how everybody comes together and also doing it very quickly, trying to summarize your ideas and present them to the whole group, but also it is a chance to sort of review what you really think of that paper by putting it down in in a summary and presenting it to everybody and you know, spending a little more time focusing on what really needs to be done. It's like a second chance of looking at it. So I really, I really like that. And also being able to see the views in for different, all sorts of different manuscripts in different disciplines. That was, that was really great.
0: I always find it such a powerful experience to be able to hear the comments of a group of people with that level of expertise. And there are people in the room who have been looking at manuscripts for 10 15, 25 years and what jumps out at them versus what jumps out at someone who's been there for three months. I feel like you learn something new every meeting. Another thing that you and I have in common is that we've both been in the remote worker capacity. So being the only editor for the weekly, Lance in the New York office or having you dial in from Cambridge or Helena Wang in Beijing. Not only are we talking about interacting with a bunch of people in a room, but we're talking about a bunch of people in the room in London while we're wearing headsets. And how was that experience for you?
1: That experience was in some ways very challenging because especially when I first joined I couldn't identify the voices. Who is talking? Everybody's going in, you know, it's a round robin going around the room.
0: Being that we're both U.S.-based editors, I'm curious to hear your thoughts about the extent to which culture plays a part and how the process works.
1: Well, I wouldn't necessarily say that there were huge cultural differences that affected or influence greatly the, the workflow. I would say it has to do more with the, the Lancet group's work culture um, as opposed to the cell press work culture. And so it's hard to say well as far as that's just because of the country. It's, it's hard to tease them apart. Mm-hmm. But there were certainly differences that really I thought were very impressive as far as the, the degree of social advocacy that the Lancet Group has, I really enjoyed being able to write editorials that had more of a political view or represented a call for action in, in healthcare and different regulatory domains, social, and uh, anything that is related to improving the well-being and the health of of individuals.
0: What would you say was your favorite part of this experience?
1: I would say the interaction with the editors and the assistant editors and production, the whole collaborative teamwork was spectacular. It was a sense of really working together to get the best product possible. It was a sharing of ideas and welcoming ideas, so I feel like the Lancet group is also very open to what others might have to say about their ideas. And with regard to the hearing about the different disciplines and the different approaches that the different Lancet journals have and how they learn from each other, how they, they collaborate together to get even newer journals to be put forward so that everybody's shining.
0: That was nice to see. In my last visit to London, I sat down with Helen Brooks to hear more about her secondment experience. Let's start by hearing about your role specifically at The Lancet.
2: Before I started at The Lancet, I did a PhD in neuroscience, in which I was trying to model a childhood neurodegenerative disease, which is called Batten's disease. And it's the most common form of childhood dementia, and it has devastating consequences for these children and their families. And I had the chance to meet lots of people in the Batten's disease community. And this made me passionate about communicating my research and because of this experience I was keen to work at the Lancet which is known for its strong advocacy for patients and in the Lancet I was a senior assistant editor in part of a large team of editors working across all the Lancet titles from the weekly journal to all the different specialty journals. We edit and ensure that the clinical trials that we publish are accurate by checking that they comply with these external reporting guidelines and that the data and the message is consistent and fairly reported.
0: For our listeners who might not know what the senior assistant editor role is at the Lancet, I thought we could explain a bit about that. It's it's really an interesting role and one that might have the largest influence on a paper that gets published. So the senior assistant editors are really the people who are line by line working with a manuscript and checking that the reporting is correct, but also getting it into Lancet style. And people may not realize how much actually goes into that process.
2: Yeah, well, we follow a very strict style guide with we try to keep author message quite consistent throughout well author message obviously but more author voice because obviously you don't want to come back and find that your paper is unrecognizable which you spent months on but yeah we do have um, a strict style and we also as you say go through line by line and make sure everything is neat and tidy and yeah <laughs>
0: It's really a highly specialized set of skills, and I'm always impressed about the amount and quality of work that the senior assistant editors put
2: into papers. From
0: there, what was appealing about taking on a secondment role?
2: (laughs) What's appealing? Well, my background is in basic research rather than clinical research, so I was keen to kind of go back down that avenue again and see what's new and trending in the molecular medicine field. Also, because I'd got to know quite well how The Lancet operated. I wanted to see the contrast in how cell press do things as another massive publishing giant. And I thought that the role at Trends in Molecular Medicine would suit my background quite well and would be a good fit for my interests in translating bench research into clinical practice. Mm -hmm. It was a massive change, yeah, because as we said, as a senior assistant editor, you're looking at the nitty gritty of a paper At Trends in Molecular Medicine, you're running everything about the journal. So I needed to make sure that I had enough content coming in by commissioning new content. I needed to check in with authors to see how previously commissioned content was doing and if it was going to make the issue or if I needed to see if anyone else was going to be ready to step in in their place. And so there's a lot of management in the Trends in Molecular Medicine role, which I absolutely didn't have as a senior assistant editor. I'd be assigned a paper that was pretty far along, like it's been through peer review and it's been through editorial checks by a higher level editor. And then I was just getting it to the point where it was perfect for publication. But at Trends I did the whole process that I would have happened before it came to me as a senior assistant editor. So getting it through peer review, going through a couple of rounds of revision, maybe changing the order to make it flow better, which we do occasionally do as a senior assistant editor, but much less often. Yeah, and as well as that, there were a lot of other tasks that I didn't even know would be part of the editor's job. So updating the website and doing tweets designing the covers as well, like a lot of jobs (laughs) to do. it's, It's really a
0: nice complimentary experience and now that you've done pretty much the whole range of possible ways that one can interact with a paper or with authors, what do you think you'll miss about this experience and what would you like to do next?
2: What will I miss? Well, just as I was saying about the fact that you do lots of creative things at Trends, I really loved making the covers and When you tell an author that they're going to be on the cover, they're so excited and that's lovely. And choosing those images and putting it all together and making it look good and promoting that content was really fun as well. But I think the biggest thing that I'll miss is that I put out an issue each month and that really was a product of my work and I could see it and it was out there and very exciting. So next, I am going to do a further six months of secondment and I will be working half with cell and half with neuron, so I'll be really interested to see how the primary research journals at Cell Press operate differently to Trends in Molecular Medicine, which is obviously a reviews-only journal.
0: A big thanks to the Lancet and Cell Press teams and Helen and Katerina for sharing some of what happens behind the scenes. Until next time, thanks for listening.